Well, once again, I'm going to say it again. Happy Mother's Day because you know what? Our mothers demand our respect. Not just because of who they are, but because of the position that they've held. And I admire, I admire anyone who can endure 18 years with uh, anybody. <laughs> but I want to ask mamas a question real quick. How many of you mamas still have that little plastic plate that your child made for you in either kindergarten or first grade? You know, the, the teachers gave them a paper plate to draw on, then they sent it off, and it come back in a plastic plate. I gotta know, how many of you mamas still have those? That, that's a, on display, okay, okay. Because that's what I wanna point out. I got invited to a house one time to eat, and this is when I was a youth minister, so this is some time ago. And you know, whenever you go to somebody's house that you've never been to before, I mean, you're looking around, you're observing things. And I mean, I didn't notice what they had hanging on the wall and what they didn't have hanging on the wall. But when it come time to eat, um, one of the youth handed me a plate to eat on, and I looked down and it was their plate. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not easily offended, but I was kind of offended at this because my mom hang, held those things on the wall proudly. We don't know where they're at now because she, she's not that proud of them anymore. <laughs> mom, have we ate off of them and I don't know about it? But I was just absolutely shocked. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this plate and the dad comes up to me and says, we started eating with it because it made it look better when food's on it. So just eat and go on. And I thought, what in the world? Because my mom would have never done this. Nobody would have ever ate off of those plates. Mom, I want to know where those plates are now that I'm thinking about it. And I don't want them left to me in my will, but I do want to know where those plates are. That's what I figured. Yeah, because when the grandkids come about, they can do anything they want to, no matter what. <sighs> Unfortunately, we live in a day when what should be honored as a great day, Mother's Day, means many different things to many different people. For some, it's a sad day because some of you have lost your mother sooner than you anticipated. For some of you, it's a hard day because maybe you've grieved the loss of a child. For some of you, and even I know this experience too, it's hard because motherhood has not panned out the way you intended it to with having kids. And celebrating Mother's Day for me has always been, um, it's not a hard thing, but it's, it's a crazy thing because I have so many women that I celebrate as mother in my life. While many of them never birthed me, never raised me, never changed a diaper, never did anything, I still consider them some of my spiritual mothers, that I am thankful for having them in my life. But regardless of where you stand on Mother's Day today, I want you to know this. Motherhood 
regardless of what realm it carries, is one that is commanded to be given respect. In Ephesians chapter 6, and I know some of you youth are thinking we just got through with this, but I want to reiterate on this verse a little bit more. In verse 6, verses 1 through 3, this is what it says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. None of us will say that the office of motherhood is one that does not demand respect. But I want to ask you this. Do we give all offices that same respect? Because I know some of you are thinking in your mind right now, I thought we were going to finish Hebrews 13 today, and you've already changed everything else. No, I haven't. Let's go to Hebrews 13, verse 17. Because it says, obey your leaders and submit to them. For they keep watch over your soul as those who will give an account. Let them do it with joy and not with grief. For, the, <clears throat> for this would be unprofitable for you. Now I know some of you are thinking, how are you going to marry these two verses together? Because one's, to, one's talking to mothers and fathers and one's talking to spiritual leaders. But here's what you've got to realize. It's talking about offices or positions or systems that God has ordained for his purpose and for his glory. The office of a mother is a sacred office. We don't see it as an office, but it's a sacred office because these are the women who have birthed us who have brought us into this world and who have cared for us in some of our worst days. The office of the father is something that is not seen as respected anymore. And unfortunately, because like me, it's because of the abuse that has been done in this office. And even the office of our spiritual leaders. Again, it's an office that has lost respect Because of some of the things that have been twisted around in these offices, some of the horrible things that have been done in these offices, and it's caused all of us not to trust them. So I want to ask you a question. Whose fault is it that these systems failed? Is it God's fault? Is it God's fault that we have seen failures as mothers? Is it God's fault that we have seen failures as fathers? Is it God's fault that we have seen failures as pastors, as politicians, of any office that has been ordained by God? Is it his fault? So does that mean we move away from his system? We live in a time where it's hard to trust. Am I wrong? If a politician were to call you today and ask for your vote in the next election, what's going to be the first thing that comes to your mind? What messed up crap is he going to bring? Sorry for putting it that way, but that's what we're getting. What messed up junk is he going to bring to the table? And see, unfortunately, this whole feeling of distrust has been 
move from one office to another and guys, I really don't like seeing it. Mothers should be respected. Fathers should be respected. Spiritual leaders should be respected. And even like we talked about in Sunday school, the office of our political leaders should be respected as well. So let's dig into this a little bit for what God's word says to us about specifically mothers, fathers, and spiritual leaders. First thing we see is the command to obey. Now I want to read you something because what I'm about to read to you is a portion of our statement of belief of Harmony Grove Baptist Church. And it states this, we believe that the Bible is verbally inspired in all parts. Do we agree on that? We also believe that the scriptures are infallible, inerrant, and an authoritative rule for our life of faith. Do we agree with that? We agree with these because we know that these are the things that God has put in place. With saying that, this word, obey, it's one that doesn't come easy to any of us. Am I wrong? How many of you stayed below 55 miles an hour on your way to church this morning? Tommy, Peggy, y'all are on back roads to the church. It don't count. <laughs> How many of you have cheated on your taxes in some way, shape, or form? You don't have to raise your hands, guys. I do not. This is not confession time. Cut that camera real quick. Cut it. How many of you in some way, shape, or form have broken a rule at your home? We have, Easton, we keep that hand down. In some way, shape, or form, we have all had a problem with obeying. And the reason we have a problem with obeying is because we are naturally so good at rebelling. But if we believe that God's word is the verbally inspired scripture that is infallible, inerrant, and has the authoritative rule in our life, we really got to look to this one part. To obey. To obey means to submit. At some point in time, all of us have rebelled against our parents. Every single one of us at one time in our life has had one of those moments to where we knew what their rule was for us, but we blatantly said, ah, I'm going to do what I want to this time. Anybody else been there? All of us have. The funny thing is, is we think we're going to get things slide by our parents. You know, I never realized how much my mom knew about what I was doing when I was younger until later on in life. And all the things that I thought that I kept secret from her, 
Man, I found out she knew more about my life than I knew. And what's funny is the boys now think that they slide a lot of things past mama and a lot of things past daddy. And man, I never knew how much conversation went on between parents and teachers. I thought what happened at school stayed at school. It was like, it was like Las Vegas. You don't talk about what happens there and they don't get talked about. What you do there stays there. But all of us have this struggle with rebelling our, against our parents. And some of us have honestly had to rebel against our parents because at some point in time, they have even misguided us. Notice what it says. It says, obey your parents who are in the Lord. What does that mean? Think about that statement for a minute. Because there is a reason that Paul puts this here. If a parent, if a parent is instructing their child to do something that is against the law, is that child to obey them? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If a child is being mistreated or harmed by a command that they are given by their parent, is that child to follow them? Absolutely not. But what it's really getting down to here is it's getting to a hard command that parents need to look at. Are you in the Lord? Because that's what the writer is really getting to on this. Yes, he's telling the kids to obey their parents who are in the Lord because it will be a reward for you. You will have a long life here on earth. But at the same time, it's also a challenge to the parents to live a godly life. One of the families that I've seen in this church that have really lived this verse out to a T is the Penland family. Most of y'all know Miss Josephine, Miss Josephine Aiken, she was a Penland. Most of you haven't, some of you haven't got to meet her, but I have had the privilege to be a part of this family for some time now. Gray Pell and Farrell, they were two great individuals in this church. Gray Pell served as treasurer for a long time, Farrell served as our chairman of deacons. But before them, their mother and dad, Mr. and Mrs. Wiley Penland, were instrumental in the church being where it is today. And you want to know something about every single one of these people? Every single one of them made it to their 90s. Every one of them. You see this legacy in this family that stands out and it's different. But when you really look at this family, when you really look at Miss Penland, she was a very respectful, nice, courteous woman who loved and encouraged her husband. Now, it may have been different when they were at home. I don't know, Miss Josephine, you can tell us later if it was different when they were at home. But when they were here, that couple modeled 
what it looked like to be true children of God. And this carried on. It carried on into Miss Josephine and her brother, Farrell. And it's amazed me to see how it's even carrying over into Farrell's son, Ronnie, as well. A couple of weeks ago, Ronnie told me, he said, I am so sorry that I have not been with y'all. I am so sorry because every day on Sunday, I go to the nursing home to feed my wife because it's the only way that she will eat. But you know where he got that from? His dad did the exact same thing. This family, the reason I say I'm blessed is because this family gave me something to model my life after with his wife, with his kids, with his grandkids. This family was to a point on this verse that could, that could help every single one of us by the example that they given. But honestly, most of us didn't have that example, did we? Most of us have failures in our families. And it's caused us to have trust issues. It's okay. It's okay to have trust issues with men. But it is not okay to have trust issues with God. The only way that we can really be these parents that God is commanding these children to obey, and listen to me, I don't care if you're 15 years old, 12 years old, one day you're going to be in this boat. The only way to really model this is to be something worth honoring. See, this is the issue in all the systems. The system of fatherhood didn't fail. The men who were in that system are the ones who failed. The system of motherhood, it hasn't failed. But some of the ones that were in there are the ones who failed. The system of spiritual leaders, it hasn't failed. The individuals in there are what's failed. So how do we turn this around? We be something worth being honored. Think about it for a minute. Is your life worthy of being honored as a father? Is your life worthy of being honored as a mother? Is your life worthy of being honored as a spiritual leader? Now, don't get me wrong. All of us have made mistakes. Our parents made mistakes. Believe it or not, some people, I don't know why everybody thinks that Carolyn Gerard is perfect. I love you, Mama. But the truth is, Mom's a sinner saved by grace. Our parents made mistakes. Spiritual leaders make mistakes. 
But we've got to remember this. Mistakes should be learned from and never repeated. He goes on in Ephesians 6, verse 4 to say, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up and discipline and instruction of the Lord. And the best way to instruct others in the ways of God is to live in them. I get it. I've got daddy issues. I can understand. Some have mama issues. I know it. Some have leader issues. And I know there's even some here today who have children issues. But we've got to come to a point to where we either live in it or we live in spite of it. And I'm not saying get over it. Those are the worst words that anybody can say to any individual because we just don't get over things. But I am challenging us all. Work through it. Be the people of God that He has called us to be. Whether it's a mother, you be the best example of a mother in your home that you can be. Does that mean that you're going to be perfect? No. No. Me and Jennifer have lots of cute little jokes at home. And she'll say that she's, she's not a brand name mom. She's a great value mom. This morning she was Laura Lynn mom. She said it, not me. But we joke about these things. But at the same time, when I watch my wife with my boys... Couldn't have picked a better mom for him. When I watch Peggy at the ball games with her grandkids, Tommy, you couldn't have picked another better woman for him. Be the mom, the grandmother that you know God has called you to be. And I know you're sitting there saying, I don't know that I can do it. God would not have put you in the place that you are in today if he would not have equipped you to do it. Take hold of that. Bouncing back to Hebrews 13. There's a statement in there that's made about the spiritual leaders. And this really goes hand in hand with the mothers and fathers as well. Because it says they keep watch over the souls as those who will give an account. And you know, if you've ever seen a mom in any crowded location, you'll see her herding her little ducklings around. I remember one time I got separated from mom in Walmart, my mama. And I made the mistake of yelling, mom, (laughs) to find her. Do you know what happened when I yelled mom? Everybody, all women. I mean, it's just like, whoosh, they were on me. I didn't know any of them. It's kind of scary. But at the same time, mothers, 
They look after their children in everyday life. Jennifer, every, every morning, I'm looking at what she's making the kids for lunch and what she's allowing them to pick out and for school. On Mother's Day, Colton decided he wanted to wear a Pink Floyd t-shirt for his mama. <laughs> Proud of you, boy. But at the same time, I sit here and I watch mothers, and they are. They're tending to the souls just like a spiritual leader would tend to the souls. Yes, our mothers want us to succeed in this world. Yes, our fathers want us to succeed in this world. Yes, our spiritual leaders want us to succeed in this world. But our mothers, our fathers, and our spiritual leaders know this, that there is more to life than just this world. Yesterday I was watching my wife. Is our last, supposed to be our last ball game. But we had a lot of moments to where there was two outs and one of our boys would go up to bat. You think the kids are nervous? Jennifer's over there biting her nails. The pressure is on. Two, two outs. One of our boys is out. Do you really think she's worried about him striking out? No. She's worried about him feeling like a failure. I know. But I love watching her in those moments. But you know the moments that I love her watch, watching her even more in? is those little God moments that we see with our boys. When our boys remind us that even though we feel like we're failing, they're listening. Those little moments when they remind us about what they learned in the story that we read last night from their little children's Bible. Or that moment when the kids are having a <laughs> A camp read a lot at school. And one of my boys says that they want to take their Bible to read it at school. When my wife's heart is drawn to the things of God that are coming from my boys, it supersedes anything that can be done at a ball game. It supersedes anything that can be done at a graduation. It supersedes anything that can happen in this life. Because what is happening in my boy's life right now, and I want to ask you, not just for my boys, but all the kids in our children's ministry, be in prayer for them. They're asking questions. And I know Jesus is drawing them. So be in prayer for them. But when they start talking about those things, mama, you don't feel like so much of a failure. Dad, you don't feel so insufficient. But even to our spiritual leaders, when you see those things click and the people that you're ministering to on a daily basis, know this. That the word of God will not return void. Sow those seeds and sow them deep. 
Most of us in some way, shape, or form have been drastically, drastically influenced by our mothers and grandmothers when it comes to our faith. You know, I don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews, but based on the end of the book of Hebrews, I really believe it was Paul because he mentions a young man at the end of the, at the, end of the chapter 13 as he's closing out. And he talks about how he desires for Timothy to come to the Hebrew church, wherever it's at. And you know what was instantly reminded to me when I read about Timothy? In 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul starts talking about how Timothy has come so far in his faith journey. But he reminds Timothy of where that faith journey started. And he first points out to his grandmother, Lois. And then he points to his mother, Eunice. And I'm instantly reminded in that moment of my mama, Carolyn. I'm going to be honest with you. If it wasn't for my mom's faith, if it wasn't for her prayers, if it wasn't for her living a life that was worth modeling, I don't know where I'd be. But it's not just her. As I sit this morning and thought about my spiritual mothers, I couldn't help but think about Miss Faye, my first Sunday school teacher. You remember that, Miss Faye? Or Gray Pell coming around every Sunday morning to get the report. She had to have those numbers. Or Miss Josephine, always at the door, smiling and greeting us. Miss Dilla May, man, she made the best Kool-Aid I've ever drank for in my life. I swear I think that woman put three cups of sugar in every batch of Kool-Aid she made. And then I think about Miss Ruth, seeing her from a very young age. And then some more recent ones, Miss Carolyn, Miss June, Miss Shovel, Miss Mary. And when I see ladies like this, it reminds me that the system's not broken. The system is working that God has put in place. There's just not many taking that system seriously. God ordained motherhood. And we should hold it to the utmost respect. Just like he also ordained fatherhood. And again, we must hold it to the utmost respect. And in the same way, he had ordained spiritual leaders, our pastors, our Sunday school teachers. And we should hold them in the highest regard, 
Not because of who they are, but because of the position that they represent. And we should all do our best to model each of these systems to our kids. Because if it had not been for these systems modeled in a well-mannered situation, I don't know that I could hold to them either. Because naturally, my heart is to rebel. But I'm reminded this, when we rebel, we grieve God. When we rebel, we grieve our parents. When we rebel, we grieve our spiritual leaders. And when we rebel, we hurt ourselves. And this is exactly what the writer of Hebrews was talking about when he said, let them do it with joy and not in grief because that would be unprofitable for you. Unfortunately, my mom can't say that motherhood was always a delightful thing. There were many years of her life that me and my brother and my sister made it probably pretty close to a living hell. I'm sorry, Mama. But I'm thankful that you didn't give up. I'm thankful that you held to that system of motherhood that God put in your heart. And it is, it is because of you that I'm where I am today. God placed these systems in our life for our benefit. Can any of you imagine what it would be like without a mom? For some of you, you know that reality. Some of you lost your mother at a early age. Even the system of fatherhood. Can you imagine what we'd be like without it? For some of you, it's easy to remote know that. Because you have the same thing that I had in my life. And that's why we should push towards this even more. The people in these systems, whether it be mothers, fathers, or spiritual leaders, are people that we are commanded to pray for. And this morning, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask us to do something different. Hit Tommy with a little surprise this morning. We're not having an altar call this morning, we're not having an invitation. I'm going to ask everybody to please stand. For those who are here with family, huddle around your family. Huddle up. You got to move out now? Move out now. That's fine. Yeah, we're, we're doing something different here. We got an altar here. You're more than welcome to be up here too. 
Now, for those of you who are not here with family, I want to encourage you. Join somebody close to you right now. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for mothers. We're going to pray that these mothers step up to be the godly leaders that God has called them to be. We're going to pray for fathers. Again, we're going to pray that fathers step up to be the godly leaders that they need to be. We're going to pray for our spiritual leaders. And again, we're going to pray that they will step up to be the godly leaders that God has called them to be. But we're also going to take time to thank God that even though all of this may have not worked out the way we thought it would, that He still put things in play for our benefit and for our glory. Let's pray. Father, I am so thankful for the men and women that you have put in my life. I'm so thankful for the ladies of this church who love me even at moments when I was unlovable. I'm so thankful, Lord, for the role that they played in my life and showing me what it meant to be a true believer. And Father, I just pray for each of the women here that you would continue to bless them. But I also pray, Lord, that you would continue to challenge all of us to be these spiritual leaders that we need to be in our houses and in our churches. Father, we pray for fathers. In an age where it seems like dad has stepped out, I pray that godly men would step in. Father, I'm thankful for the men that you placed in my life. But I'm also thankful, Lord, that you showed me that even you were the father to the fatherless. Help us all, Lord, to hold to the things that you've called us to do and to be the men that we should be. But Father, I also pray for all of us as spiritual leaders. I don't think we understand, Lord, the impact that we have on others. That in some way, shape, or form, we are all responsible for bringing someone closer to you. And Father, I pray that you would, all, that you would help us all to take this a little bit more serious.
Because, Father, it's obvious. The war is on. And it's a spiritual warfare like I've never seen before, Lord. Father, first I want to say I'm sorry for how I've failed you in the systems that you put in place. But I also want to say this, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for all that you've done for each and every one of us. Because, Lord, you, you alone have been daily looking over us. You've daily been looking out for our well-being. And, Father, I just pray that you would help us all to be a little bit more thankful for what you've done. Father, as we get ready to close this service, I pray that we would love a little bit more than we normally would today. And that we would remember the people outside of this congregation who may not know you. Help us, Lord, to live a life of example in our everyday life so that we can lead others to you. It's all these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this has been a resource that's helped you grow in your purpose for God, but also grow in His glory. We also want to extend an invitation to you to join us here in person at Harmony Grove. We are located at 1008 Town Creek School Road in Blairsville, Georgia. We would love for you to come be a part of our service, to be a part of our small groups. If you have children, we have children's classes on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. And all this information can be found on our website. We'd also like to continue help you in your growth with Christ. If you have a question, maybe a prayer request, or just need to talk to somebody, you can contact us in the emails below in the description, or you can also contact us through our app and through our website, which are also found in the description below. Again, we hope this has been a blessing to you because we know that you joining us today has been a great blessing to us. Thank you so much. God bless.